Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. What is up, No Balls Ass slash Fantasy Brewing? Um, yoga found me in 2011. And the first time that I did yoga, it was part of doing um, P90X. So I did the P90X, and on day like five of it, you do yoga X. Never done it before, didn't know what the thing was. But later that night, I met up with my brother and his friend at some bar in Logan Square. And when I walked in, they were like talking to these two girls and... um, also part of the P90X is like I was doing this diet that I could do no drinking for like two weeks. So I didn't get anything and just like standing there and they were just like, dude, what? Like they were like looking at me and they're like, dude, you got this glow. You got this like uh, just presence about you today. And it was like, I felt so good. I was like, where has this thing been? And, um, I've done yoga consistently with long bits of absence since then. And one debate that I always have when doing yoga is, do I do it before something to get me in this like mental state? Or do I do it after something to unwind? And they've both worked. Sometimes I do it before and then I can handle the shit show a lot better. And sometimes I do it after and like let it all go. Today we're going to do it right in the GD middle. So this past week in the Fantasy Brewing Company, we had some kind of like giant monumental trade that involved five teams, I think, and Chuck was doing whatever the fuck. Maybe I should say whatever the Chuck. And I, if you were in my position or a few other guys in the league's position, you had no idea what the fuck just happened. So as it was happening, I recorded a segment. So it's going to go like this. What the fuck just happened? Yoga. Meditation. Then Chuck's long explainer. So get a good bevy, maybe a piece of fudge, And uh, enjoy the show. Welcome to the first ever edition of What the Fuck Just Happened. After a few weeks of maternity leave, my wife is going back to work this week. And she and I were having a dinner at my parents' house. It's like, you know, the Sunday before that. So we go there and we had to leave the house at like 11.30 or 11.25. So I pretty much had that window from when I woke up to about that time to do fantasy stuff. So I sit there. I'm trying to get some things done. Um, so I had some trades sent out real early, 6.30, 7. And they're getting denied, going back and forth with people. My son's doing a puzzle in front of me. I'm texting you fucks, trying to get some stuff happening. Nothing's working. It goes back and forth like this. I'm just going to give a few quick examples here. JB essentially gives me the option of Randall or Sabonis plus Hirachima and Nance for Cousins and Jokic. 
To which I respond, hell to the no. And he's like, it's a decent offer. And I'm like, dude, that's like going from Holly Berry to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Then I get one from Stacks late in the day. Hey, what's your value on Simmons? And I'm like, okay, as the you know, league C word. I'm like, dude, I write back, what is value? What are possessions? We all share everything. Have you not heard of Karl Marx? But I go to my parents' house, and I look down, and I have missed like 170 texts. We stopped at the grocery store on the way home. I've missed like 130 more, so I'm about 300 things behind. have no idea what happened to people's teams. So, brings us to the point of the segment. What the fuck just happened? So I'm going to pull up the trades and try and make sense of all these rebrands, what happened, and even the scores. Woo! And there was a bunch that happened. There were seven trades. I know nothing of this until right now. So I'm just going to start from the very beginning. So at, uh, there's the first trade that takes place is Stax and I. We trade, um, no, I'm sorry. It was Sean. So, Alfred Payton and Tim Hardaway for Tim Hardaway Jr. Meanwhile, I have one out to Dewey for Payton and uh, someone else who plays today for things that I forget. I have one out to Stacks. He accepts it three minutes later for Joe Ingles for DeLeon Wright. Stacks definitely wins. Then Blanc trades Devontae Graham and Jakob Pertle for Jeremy Lan and Kendrick Nunn. I'm under the impression that New John is trying to win, but evidently he just tries to lose. So he trades away his team again on a Sunday. Then we have we start getting into the big ones. We have between Tony Bicebol and Tacoma Blazers, Derek White and Gobert for Holiday and Allen. All right, seems fitting. Seems like two guys that should be on um, Adam's team. Then we have. Vucevic and Leonard for Giannis and Gobert. And to me, this looks like Stacks just killed this one. So we have Stackus, Matanakumpo, love the name change. But dude, good work. You got Giannis and Gobert for Leonard and Vucevic. I know Chuck will like justify this a ton, talk about the numbers, whatever. But then... Chuck trades Vucevic for Randall. Going to go have to say that, okay. And then we have Stacks trades go bear for Capella. So all this happens, these guys are just changing, and I'm getting these tons of texts, and I have no idea what is even happening in the league and the scoreboard. But I did have this feeling, got to be honest, for what the fuck just happened. I tried to be in on it early last night. So my daughter having a vodka, uh, LaCroix, watching last week's episode of The Bachelor. And I paused and I was like, you know what? Tomorrow is going to be the big day of trades. I got to get on this early. I sent out like 15. Only one, I think, went through. Now I lost to Chuck. I mean, lost to Sean. Uh, It looks like, wow, big baller bros have 1,500 points. Holy shit. Uh, But this is crazy. I have no idea who is on whose team anymore. 
Um, I can't believe that Chuck can do this. And Stacks, well, great job. I think you won the day's trade. Um, but this is going to be super interesting. But what the fuck just happened? This is crazy. And I think this is why we all love fantasy. Anyway. So if it wasn't exceedingly clear, the point of the yoga thing is maybe after that, we all need to center ourselves. And who better to center us than the Sage Master? What's up, fellas? JB here with the Sage Masters. Get into a comfortable position and allow your eyes to close and begin by focusing your thoughts on your breath, breathing in and breathing out. Refreshing your browser, reloading your ESPN Fantasy app, crippling your Wi-Fi easily and effortlessly. As you start to feel a sense of deep fantasy relaxation, Picture yourself standing before a peaceful lake or pond, contemplating the future of your squad. Drop a pebble into the center and notice the water rippling out. As all waver ads are mere tiny pebbles in the midst of our nightly scores, watch the ripples flow further out and eventually slow down entirely as Brad Wanamaker scores just 2.75 points for you this Thursday evening. Now, standing on the edge of the body of water, imagine that there is a light right between your eyes. What color is this light? Why does this light taste like Adam's fudge? I'm picturing this light as a bright beam that extends out into space. Hi, Phil Jackson. To start your journey, follow this beam from the fudge as it leaves you and travels up into the sky where your roster awaits you. As you shoot further into outer space, take a minute to notice the beauty of the earth below, the crystal blue ocean, the serene white clouds, The basketball courts dotting a horizon. Allow yourself to enjoy this perspective as if you are seven feet tall just for this moment. Once in the vastness of your new outer space, you'll notice a nearby light beam of a differing color. It calls you to the Sage Master's roster. Begin to follow this new beam back down to Earth The beam is taking you to some place you don't want to go. You are filled with anxiety and terror. Your squad is shivering out in the cold. As you come closer to the end of the beam, keep noticing where you are. Why are you losing so badly? This is where your future self lives. You, now, forever. Come into contact with the box scores. Notice where you are. Notice what Kyrie and our Lord Sabonis have done to you. What does it look like? What kind of landscape does this new future have? Why is it so barren? Are there any tall trees on the waiver wire? Any small forwards to lean on? Of course not. Get a sense of this place. You approach the waiver entrance you're about to meet your future stud 
as your future stud introduces himself to you, welcoming you to your future, you feel something blowing in your ear. Why is he moved next to you? Why is it Lance make you want to dance, Stevenson? Why is this the best guy on my waiver wire? Why is this where you ended up? Is what you're thinking. <sighs> Keep breathing in and out. There's still a lot of fantasy season left. Now, let's turn to your third eye and just exit this class with gratitude. Thanks a lot, JB. And then, uh, Chuck, I am very thankful for this explanation we're about to get because I knew that something had gone down. Um, but the way that, as I explained in the What the Fuck segment, a lot, you know, on yogurt was... Um, it didn't quite make sense. So I reached out to Chuck to get just like a good explainer. And Chuck, one thing I love about you is if you're going to do it, it's going to be thorough. So fellas, uh, enjoy the next 18 minutes of your lives. Everybody has been asking, Chuck, how do you do it? How do you pull these trades off? Why do you do it? Why trade? Someone like Vucevic, a bona fide stud for Randall, someone who Tibbs is just running into the ground. That is the question that John Bell posed to me after I made him the offer of a guy who I didn't even own yet. Today, we're going to hear the true story of me on Sunday pulling off a four-team trade. I'm Michael Barbaro. This is The Daily. Okay, um... All right, so uh, the big thing that you've all been wondering about and uh, asking me just to explain. So uh, Tom texted me and said, Chuck, I was busy Sunday morning, and then I checked my phone, and I saw all these trades. And I didn't put it together until later, and I read through all the millions of texts that they were connected And not only were they connected, but they were all coordinated in a storm the capital type of uh, coordinated attack kind of way. Um, My joke, not his. Uh, You know, by one person, just by you. And you did this. How did you do this? How does one man have the foresight to do something so brilliant? That's what all the blogs are asking. And we're going to get into it. Let's get into it. So, the night before, I'm looking and I'm I'm feeling a little dire. Um, Kyle had, had uh, you know, Kyle and I had gone back and forth. You know, just a kind of big, uh, big night, you know, for me, and then big night for him. Back and forth, back and forth, and it was all culminating on Sunday. And and I had, you know, Lori got hurt, and uh, yeah, it was just. Um, it was just looking a little grim. I wasn't feeling great about my odds going into Sunday. I just, I, I needed, I had one move left and then uh, it would have been five on five, but the quality of guys and his lead just didn't, I just wasn't going to happen. So um, I go to bed 
And uh, the next morning, it's like, you know, it's 9.30. I've been up for a while, kind of just looking at different teams, starting to feel a little defeated, thinking I can't do anything. And then I just had this spark of inspiration. And I have to say, Adam has been hounding me for Jarrett Allen for a while. Now, whether this has to do with the fact that Adam owns uh, owns Drummond and believes strongly in the Cavs and their need for a big man and believes that Drummond's going to get traded, uh, therefore sort of turning Allen into probably a a monster uh, and really having him just flourish, which probably will happen. I mean, if if Drummond gets moved, that's going to happen. But Adam's, look, I'm aware. I know what Adam's doing. I know Adam thinks steps and steps ahead. I know Adam likes to play the long game. I've known Adam for coming up on 18 years now. Um, and I've played board games with Adam. I've played video games with Adam. I've been in two fantasy leagues for, you know, one for 11 and one for 10 years with Adam. Uh, I'm married to his sister. I know how this mind works. Um, I get it. And, uh, he, so, like, I, I know when Adam wants a guy like Allen, who's shown flashes but also been fairly mediocre lately, that Adam is – there's something there. So it's sort of a, a warning to me in a way. Like, hey, Adam really wants this guy. Be careful. There might be – you know, he might be seeing something you're not seeing because that's how Adam's mind kind of works. And so Adam had basically been uh, dangling, you know, some pretty solid guys out there for for Alan, for Allen, and also expressed interest in Drew. And so on Sunday morning, I knew Adam had was getting ready to drive and not be available for a while. And I said, "What's that final offer you want to make? Can I get Gobert for today if I give you Allen and Drew?" And he agreed to do that. But I said, "Okay, send me the offer." So the ball's in my court. You're going to be driving, won't be able to do anything for a while. Basically make it so that I have Gobert if I want. He said, done. Sends me this offer. Gobert and Derek White, I think to just get him off. Derek White's not really a factor here. I dropped him. So, yeah, Gobert essentially for Drew and Jared Allen. Now, I knew Drew Drew Holiday had been partying and um, sort of uh, not – he, he drew drew holiday is a, a known super spreader so i just have to say i knew he was getting up out for health and protocol uh, reasons last night so um that's one thing i had that adam didn't have was the knowledge that drew has been um going maskless into various um you know just various milwaukee uh, um, establishments so i was okay with this so so suddenly uh, i haven't done the trade yet but now i have essentially Rudy Gobert on my team so that's one guy for the day but I want more and I know that I can send Gobert and Giannis for an absolute haul Um, so I say to Stax who I've been talking with for like 24 hours about a trade hey I suddenly have a new asset I can I can bundle and give you with Giannis and you're not going to believe it but it's Rudy Gobert oh Gobert and Giannis, big bad double G trade. Stax was interested. Oh, was he interested? He said, "I, I've been, I love Vucevic. I have to tell you guys this. I always wish I drafted him, and I never do. And I always end up trading for him. Like last year, I got him from Andy. 
So I say Kawhi and Vooch for Giannis and Gobert. Giannis is the best player, uh, but Kawhi and Vooch are bu- are better, you know. It's one of those, like, you get the best guy, and yes, Gobert is really good, but Kawhi and Vooch are better than Gobert. It just it balances out. I felt good about that. So, Stacks agrees. So, all this is kind of happening in principle. So, now, it's a three-team trade. Bonafide three-team trade. Uh, I acquire... I, I, I go ahead and say, done, let's do this. I'm going to have to try and make one more move, make it a four-team trade to fill out my roster, and then drop someone to make that last move. Done. So I accept the trade. Stacks says he's standing by. I say, stand back and stand by uh, to Stacks. And uh, so I send him an offer immediately after accepting Adam's offer of Gobert and Giannis for Kawhi and Vucevic, which Stacks promptly like King agrees to. Now I've got Vucevic and I have Kawhi. So Vucevic isn't playing Sunday. Kawhi is. I plug Kawhi into the lineup. Now I've got five guys going, a move left, and a new guy that I can trade in Vooch. I look at the rosters. I'm trying to get a deal done with Doug. Doug doesn't want to move Butler and CP3. Well, he said he'd be okay with CP3, but Beal was off the table completely, and I really didn't want to move. Uh, I, I, I just wasn't working, and Doug said he had a chemistry lab to go to. Blah, 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 blah. Whatever. Life gets in the way. So the window with Doug is starting to close. I'm like, man, I really want to execute a, not only a three-team trade, but a four-team trade. Wow, this is going long. I'm, gonna try and, I'm trying to keep this entertaining for you guys. Um, but, yeah, I know I'm at like eight minutes now. But you know what? This is my time. And I'm in first, so I can do this. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so Doug kind of starts to fade. I start looking around. Whose matchup is over? JB and Adam. I can get another trade out of this matchup here. I look at JB. Who he's got playing today? Sabonis and Randall. I text JB. I say, JB, my guy, Big Bell, Juicy John. I w- Will you give me Sabonis or Randall, either one, your choice, for Vucevic? Vucevic, the Montenegrin killer as no one calls him john says randall yes i say and that's a bonus jb says you asked i say i will send this to you right now will you accept it he says sure i go ahead and i send it through he texts me again the gall on this guy will you how about are you will you send me draymond too hell no dog i'm not sending you draymond he's fire right now no way what we agreed on this He's like, oh, I didn't realize Draymond's been on fire. I just saw he has games on Monday and Tuesday. No, 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 no. That wasn't part of the deal. Okay, dude. We Gentleman's handshake. Fan, the fantasies, oh, fantasy player's oath, as we call it. JB agrees. He says, yeah, I'll do Vooch for Randall. I say, let's do this, baby. I send it over. He accepts. Four-team trade complete. I plug... Randall into my lineup. So now I have Kawhi and Randall. I have one move left. Let's circle back to that little Derek White in the beginning. Now I suddenly have a droppable guy. I drop Derek White for Cameron Johnson 
I have now gone from four on five to seven on five, an absolute Texas stunt of Texas stunts. The be-all, end-all, never before seen, never to be seen again, a four-team trade, which became a five-team trade. Stax and Christian swap Gobert for Clint Capella. Ah, guys, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, I know this is long, and this is 11 minutes long, but you know what? This is the kind of stuff that they write books about, if not short blog articles about, if not a 13-minute, 12-listener podcast contribution about. This ripple effect shocked the league. I couldn't believe that Gobert got moved again. So Gobert traveled through Web 3.0 from Adam to me, to Stacks, to Christian, to try to achieve the win, and it didn't work. I'm sorry, Christian. It was an amazing effort. Christian, I have to say, one of the most brutal things in fantasy is to put up just an incredible week in head-to-head fantasy, but lose to the one guy who put up a more incredibler week than you. I hate it. It's happened to me. It sucks. Um, kudos to Christian's team. Kudos to that last ditch effort and that trade between him and Stax. Kudos to Stax for being a trade partner. Kudos to Adam for setting this whole thing off. Kudos to JB for being a part of history. Kudos to Drew Holiday for just living life and partying and, and accepting COVID into his heart. Guys, what more can I say? That's it. I mean, a five team trade my masterpiece and not only was it a five-team trade that was just very cool on its own but i won i did what i set out to do and i won and now i'm tied at five and two with stacks even though i have third most points against and i'm like right in the middle for points for which tells me that as long as you're a complete moron who's willing to essentially ignore their child for two hours on a Sunday morning, the Lord's day and annoy everybody with constant texts and take this game way too seriously. You too can be tied for first place in week seven in fantasy. It's that simple guys. That's it. That's all you got to do. Let me just say this, a parting word. And I know this has gone long, but you know, again, that's the third time saying it. I'm not going to say it again. Maybe I'll say it one more time, but I'm not going to say it again, but I might. Okay. So a little, a little word, sort of a a final send off comment about trades. This is not directed at anyone. This isn't directed at Tom. It's not directed at Kyle. It's not directed at Dewey. It's not directed at anyone else specifically. Just general, just a general thought. If you're the one that needs to do the trade, you need to prepare yourself to take a hit. Can I get an amen? Can we stop with this ridiculous trade offer sending to a team that doesn't need Andrew Wiggins in exchange for a guy who's better so that you can get the win or Oubre or any of these putzes who 
are just whatever guys, 28.3 average type guys for like the 31 guys. And then you try and convince, look, if you want to have fun and you want to make trades, you have to give something up. The only like it can't just always be that you win the trade. Let me also say this. Stop looking at the season long average and being like, well, I'm not going to give up a 32 for a 30. I just traded Beasley for Rozier. Now, I know Beasley's a better player and he's going to put up better numbers, generally speaking. But I needed another point guard. There is not a better point guard for me out there on waivers. I didn't have someone I wanted to drop. So I'll take a little bit of a hit on the average points to get, you know, to get what I needed with Andy. And I feel like we got to start being more fair and we got to stop insulting each other's intelligence. We all read the same blogs. We all read Twitter. We all know the same data. We can all see the same thing. Let's stop this trade bullshit shenanigans stuff and make fair offers. Adam makes incredibly fair offers. He will give you a quality guy for a quality guy he believes in. Stacks, always fair. Andy, so fair, super fair. Look, guys, you sometimes have to, have to, you can't have your cake and eat it too. The fantasy, this is, look, this is going long. I'm not going to say it again. You can't have it all, okay? You got to pick one, okay? That's the deal. All right, well. My 16-minute pod entry is coming to a close. And uh, by this point, if you're still listening, pathetic. Just really pathetic. You got nothing better to do. Think about that. Then listen to me talk about some dumb trade. (laughs) Sad. But you know what? It's not sad. It's actually not pathetic. It's cool. And it's good. So if you're still listening, congratulations. You made it past my trick where I said it's not cool and it's bad. It's actually good. And you're cool. And I love you. And I love all of you. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you still don't get it and you still don't understand what happened, I'll be doing a a longer um, part two on my sub stack. Smash that like button. Subscribe below. And that's it. All right. Guys, 17 minutes and counting of pure bliss, uh, listening bliss. I'm out. Peace. And that's all. Okay. All right. I'm not going to make this go another second. Goodbye. Okay. All right. No. Okay. Okay, bye. Now it's on. Now it's done. Okay. All right, bye. NBA, it's no balls association NBA, yeah we got the power ranking NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw NBA, it's no balls association NBA, yeah we got the power ranking NBA, it's GR Fantasy B-Ball NBA, we on top, this ain't no seesaw